0: Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look
2: out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. To get the best blue light glasses on the market, use our URL, felixgrayglasses.com backslash CMOS girlies.
1: Non-prescription and prescription are available. Check them out now, felixgrayglasses.com slash CMOS girlies.
2: Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges, FelixGreyGlasses.com slash CMOS Girlies.
1: Hey, CMOS Girlies, we have to tell you all about our favorite new plant-based protein powder by Sprout Living. They're so delicious, so clean, and really much more than just your
2: standard protein powder. Now, what really makes them different is that they avoid a lot of the unnecessary additives that many others on the market use. That means they don't use any gums, thickeners, or natural flavoring, which isn't really natural at all.
1: Instead, they only use real, whole superfoods and adaptogens, which is great because it makes the blends multifunctional. Their Epic Protein Pro Collagen Blend, for example, also contains ingredients that help boost the body's own natural production of
2: collagen. How cool is that? They have tons of different flavors. There's truly something for everyone to love. Check them out and use the code CMOSCURILIES for 20% off your order. What's up CMOS girlies it's I'm chatting with Emma here we are gonna figure out the mics that's gonna be the first point of I was gonna say point of personal privilege when I was in model United Nations if you wanted to just speak on the floor you had to say moderate or debate or something point of personal privilege um so we're figuring out the mics Emma and I both just put a fist and a fist between our mouths and the microphone so hopefully they're at the same distance I don't know Emma how you doing over there I'm doing good yeah I'm so cautious about speaking into the
1: microphone now I feel like just we had one good week the week before that it was bad and then the 100th episode there was a lot of imbalance people were like commenting asking like if we could like balance audio and I'm like can I barely know how to put these
2: microphones together like I don't know what that even means yeah to answer that we don't have an audio editing software guys like I'm DIY I don't have anything so and like yeah you could argue that like if we care about the podcast we should like invest in that type of stuff but like I do it's gonna go back to zoom yeah it's just gonna go back to computer audio at that point like I'm not I don't I'm not wasting brain cells on that um but You know, today's episode is about potatoes, a very exciting subject. We are entering the perfect time to talk about potatoes. It's a seasonal veg. We're going to talk about squashes. We're going to talk about sweet potatoes too. But to start off in the introduction, guys, I hate to admit that Emma and I both love cottage cheese. Okay. Here's the thing though i've been on the cottage cheese train yes for yeah minute. yeah and you were giving me shit for it so no, I, I know i was say gonna
1: you have turned
2: around i was gonna say i am revising my take as of like i think in an intro two weeks ago i was like cottage cheese is disgusting i want to throw up i bought the good belly like high quality shit that's expensive from whole foods i don't remember how i used it the first time but I've been mixing with protein powder and like frozen fruit and making like a little little yogurt bowl with it and wow has so much protein probiotics too like coconut yogurt does not have protein in it I'm not like a protein like freakazoid but it's just like a good thing to have and it also has the probiotics but yeah as a kid I fucking hated the texture of cottage cheese like I think my mom just bought like a really janky midwest like really low quality one that was all soupy and watery like it was not good I'm just like I can visualize the can I don't know what it brand it was. So yeah, unfortunately I'm reformed and I'm eating dairy now. Yeah. cottage cheese slaps. I haven't been mixing
1: it with protein powder, but I've been doing it with almond butter, chocolate chips, having a little cheesecake moment. Yeah. I've kind of also been eating like a toxic male. I've been eating a lot of just rice and ground beef and steamed veggies. And I'm like, you know what? It's simple. It's boring. I'm it's a sad, boy. but it gets the job done. Yeah, I'm definitely in my rice phase. I have not been on potatoes, which you know I should be because we're doing this episode. But you know, yeah, maybe it'll
2: come around. Maybe it'll come around. Yeah. Um. And exciting news: I was at this Manhattan cross country invitational with 7,000 high schoolers this weekend uh, with Hoka, and I not only had a megaphone, but I already I had to go acquire a tiny mic to conduct TikTok interviews. And of course, it was just for this weekend, but I do have it now. And I'm thinking it would be so funny if Emma and I revamped the Seamouse Girlies TikTok which we are intending to do and we did on the street interviews of like people outside of Whole Foods or like people leaving a health store and we're like what's in your bag or like what's your favorite health hack and we just get a bunch of like old hags because Whole Foods everyone kind of goes to in New York but the health stores that Emma and I go to it is old hag behavior and I'm very curious if like the old people would be fine for like a little TikTok tiny mic moment.
1: Yeah. I am definitely intrigued. I also just want to know what like East village bros, like what do you guys have a supplement routine? Like, let me know. Yeah. Well, Um, it was,
2: it was interesting. I, you know, my learning from being a little TikTok mic Mike person was that I was expecting the high schoolers to be just like super funny and like raw and stuff, but it's kind of hard to think of shit on that's like Um, funny or inquisitive on the spot Um, unless they're kind of used to the prompt like on Friday night I did the one of like can you who's the hottest guy in your team which is like a viral kind of like thing on TikTok so I think a few of them were like more willing to blab on that because I asked like what's your what are you looking forward to eating after your race and like one poor girl was like cantaloupe (laughs) I was like oh I was looking for like ice cream sundae pizza pasta something and she was like I have some sliced cantaloupe in my bag and I was like, God, like, good for you, but like, that's not like the funny take I was looking for. So, anyways, maybe we'll do some Tiny Mike stuff. Um, that's an exciting development. And then also, Emma and I did link on Friday, and we went to Grand Old Morgan Stearns. Um, if you have not listened to the episodes where we reference Morgan Stearns, it's an ice cream place in New York. They have a lot of flavors. I would guess probably like fifty flavors or something yeah, like that. Probably. And Emma and I are on a mission to try all their flavors, and we got new ones classically this week, and so our list is grown. Own. um yeah
1: I feel like I honestly don't even like I'm it's very hard for me to even like tell when I'm eating when I'm having more concerns I think it's like such a random like map like mix yeah. up of, like flavors and I'm like if you told me this was like peanut butter cup I would believe you, if you told me this was like tiramisu I believe you um
0: so both I got- can't
1: even tell you like the flavor notes or anything I had like banana frosted flakes and samoas and coconut I like tasted neither of them but they were still like very delicious but I need to like have just a pure scoop and like actually take like test it on that but kate and i eat in weird ways so we'll probably never do that
2: well we need to do like distinct flavors because yeah. we so the, the rule not the rule but our repertoire is we get two scoops and then also two toppings so mm-hmm. it also mushes together i got banana banoffee, or something it was yeah, like banana like with like tiramisu and then uh what the hell was my other one you got peanut butter cup. Peanut butter cup, yeah. yeah. So maybe and like you know my take on gelato. I'm not getting some watered bullshit when I have the opportunity to get some dairy. Like it's not an equivalent, but we will have to venture over and get the gelato at some point. Like well, I'm always is, you're talking about sorbet. Or sorbet. Like, yeah, yeah. Gelato's Fox good. Sort fuck sorbet. Um, there is a gelato place called Cafe Panna that mm-hmm. I got a TikTok video for and I sent to Emma. So I've heard about. Yeah maybe more ice cream reviews will happen as we enter the winter. Um, do you have any other intro points, Emma? I have no more intro points. I'm tired, but I'm excited to talk about potatoes and thank you also
1: everyone to all the nice comments that you gave Kate and I after the hundredth episode that definitely warmed the heart. And I think yeah. just, it's nice to hear from the community, how much we mean to you guys. Cause again, I think it's very easy for Kate and I to like shrug off everything, but It was definitely heartwarming. It was definitely good vibes. I felt very proud of us and the community that we've built. So thank you so much for commenting and yeah, being with us.
2: Yeah. And I think it was interesting too, because we got some people like, this is, I need to binge like 100 episodes. And then some people were like, I've been here since day one. So it was very cool to have both ends of the spectrum. Um, one kind of exciting development that Emma and I are working on is for the college girlies. We realized a lot of you, one, are in college that are the CMOS girlies. And two, um, I posted this in Geneva last week, but I kind of have just a distaste with wellness content on TikTok. Um, if you don't know, I do TikTok stuff for a full-time job and so always on there and I've always wanted to post about wellness but I just find that the wellness like lane of TikTok is just like really fucking boring and I'm always like okay I love our meme page and I love like what that brings out on Instagram but there's not that those level, that level on TikTok. So Emma and I are very interested to see like a lot of specifically what you college students think of TikTok. Like what videos are on your For You page? What like community kind of are you looking for just on your college campus too and seeing how we can facilitate more of that Um, like with the CMOS girlies, for an example. So we'll post more in Geneva. If you're not in Geneva, it's always in the link in the podcast bios. It's like a free app you can join. There's no age restrictions or anything. So just some food for thought. But let's get into the potato talk, shall we? Ready to talk Mm -hmm. about starches, Emma? I'm ready. I'm ready, dog. Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking athletic greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it.
1: For me, I started taking athletic greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better.
2: Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing.
1: It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health.
2: To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, CMOS girlies. We know you spend hours scrolling and liking our memes on your phones. Hey, Emma, have you heard about the dangers of blue light? Oh, girl, am I aware? From the headaches to the blurry vision, I am a victim of blue light. Did you know that exposure to blue light at night can lower the production of melatonin, the hormone that regulates sleep? Even though your girlies take your magnesium before bed, we suggest you check out Felix Gray lenses to help with blue light exposure. Kate and I are wearing our glasses as we we
1: record this ad because the Felix Gray lenses filter 15 times more blue light that can make screen
2: time tough on the eyes. To get the best blue light glasses on the market, use our URL felixgrayglassescom slash CMOS Non-prescription and
1: prescription are available. Check them out now, felixgrayglassescom slash CMOS
2: Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges, felixgrayglassescom slash CMOS Okay, to start off with the potato episode. So we're going to talk about potatoes, sweet potatoes, squash. It's that perfect season to go out and buy these vegetables. But the first question is, are potatoes a vegetable or a starch? They're technically qualified as a starchy vegetable. So some doctors and publications and et cetera will say starch, some will say vegetable, but the hybrid is like a starchy vegetable. So potatoes overall- overall are the number one vegetable crop in the United States and the fourth most consumed crop in the world behind rice, wheat, and corn, which is according to the USDA. Um, now we're going to get into more of like the micronutrients about potatoes because I feel like there's this overall vibe about potatoes that they're unhealthy because people just associate it with like french fries and tater tots and like that side of it, but we don't think about like the nutrition side of potatoes. I just feel like all those diet accounts have demonized potatoes for a very long time. Um Oh my God. I also forgot about like, well, I kind of have a note on it, but I forgot about like high carb low fat like how much potatoes were an emphasis like in that like the way freely not even touch on that but yeah such Forgot. an important part of potato history and potato culture <laughs> yeah if we made a history line of like potatoes in the u.s it'd be like in the early 2010s high carb hannah made lettuce r- wraps with like potatoes the way to... that i ate that too mm-hmm. Ugh, so dark Yeah. So if you have a soft spot of like russet potatoes in your mind and you've taken some time off, it's all right, girlies. I've at one point blended up russet potatoes into a cheese. Like I was doing that. that. Yeah. I've done that before for sure. Yeah. So happy we're not there anymore Um, to kind of get, for, get into the different benefits of potatoes. So your overall like white potatoes, red potatoes, just general potatoes going to have things like potassium and the B vitamins. This eating, the skin is a great source of fiber. My mom always told me to keep it on as a kid. Thanks mom for that tip. Sweet potatoes are going to have beta carinine, which is going to be like the biggest differentiation that's converted to vitamin A. It's really good for vision. Um, just as carrots are, if you've heard like carrots help you see better, something like that, that's because of that nutrient overall, they're very high in antioxidants and they also have both soluble and insoluble fiber, making sweet potatoes specifically good for your gut health. Um, when it comes to squash, like a little tidbit on squash, like it is pretty similar when it comes to like potatoes, squash and sweet potatoes, but squash is going to have vitamins A, B, and C it's going to have minerals like potassium, magnesium, and manganese, but it's interesting. I was reading this article and it said, but did you know potatoes can be a win for athletes because potatoes can help restore electrolyte balance basically because they have like the sodium and potassium in the potato peels. Those are going to be important electrolytes and athletes like you lose sweat once you work out. So it's really optimal for uh, athletes to have uh, like optimal bodily function with having electrolytes and potatoes can help you not cramp basically. So if you're an athlete, get on that potato train or just if you're a CMS really generally. I remember
1: there was a someone who was on my swim team and she would always have baked sweet potatoes at swim meets. So yeah, it's definitely a thing
2: in the athlete world or That's yeah to eat potatoes to eat potatoes um maybe okay we're gonna talk at the end of the episode about like the dessert potato and other ones we could talk about the athlete potato <laughs> we should make there that. there we off. go there we go a new level a new level um another thing this is like my one touch on like high carb low fat shit is that like dietitians do not recommend a high potato consumption diet because even though i was mentioning like they all have different like uh, micronutrients and vitamins and stuff—it's impossible to get a twenty essential amino acids and like the thirty vitamins and minerals from just one food group. So that's probably why all of us high carb, low fat vegan girlies had vitamin deficiencies because we were not eating a diverse diet. Um, that's the same if you were to eat only carrots or only apples or something. Like you can't just have one food in your diet. Uh, big note about like overall health when it comes to potatoes because it's not going to be like. I don't know. People are like demonizing potatoes, whatever it focus on how you're cooking them and also eat other vegetables. I would say those are the two biggest tips. Like potatoes should be thought about as the carb on your plate, not the vegetable. So like you should have a potato and like an arugula salad versus like a potato and rice. I mean, you can have both of those, like depending on what you want to eat, but that's like just more from like a, you know, that my plate like food. That's what I'm thinking of when Mm -hmm. I say that, Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to food preparation, that's going to be what you can control. So as I was saying, I think most people, associate potatoes with being unhealthy because you think of something like a french fry Um, baking a potato is going to be the best way to prepare it you could bake it you can microwave it and it causes the lowest amount of nutrients to be lost in the process of baking it the next thing is going to be steaming which actually causes less like less nutrient loss than boiling does because if you're cooking a peeled potato like the reason it's can the nutrient loss happens because like the water soluble nutrients will leach out in the water so that's why it's more recommended that you bake it versus like boil it with a pot of water but overall if you're just controlling put some olive oil on it put a fat source put a protein on it like you'll be good um yeah potatoes are good for you everyone that's the overall note
1: Yes, they are, and we have further proof because of the Okinawa people. Um, we definitely wanted to talk a little bit about like the cultural significance of potatoes, and I think Okinawa, uh, for people who don't know, is like one of the blue zones, and the purple sweet potato is a staple in their diet. So I definitely think potatoes get a lot of like emphasis in that particular region, especially the purple sweet potatoes. And actually, when I was doing research, the purple sweet potato is actually believed to be to have originated in South America and it was actually brought to the Philippines and China in the 1490s but the potato didn't really make it to Japan until the 1600s and then basically this purple sweet potato was really really good at withstanding typhoons in the area of Japan and so basically that's like why it became like a stable crop for them then it also eventually made its way to Hawaii by the polynesians and it also was able to flourish and grow with the volcanic soil So that's also why purple sweet potatoes have become a staple in Hawaiian cuisines as well. Um, But the reason why purple sweet potatoes are maybe quote unquote, like deemed like superior compared to other potatoes is because of its high antioxidant levels, which is something that's discussed a lot about, I think, in the blue zones. And it is because of this antioxidant called anthocyanin, which is what gives the purple it's like sweet potato color. This is like the same pigment that gives blueberries their color or like red cabbages or dark leafy greens. And so antioxidants obviously have a plethora of health benefits, which we aren't going to get into about this current moment, but that's really why purple sweet potatoes are known to be such a like superior, almost like superfood. And I also want to touch on ube, which is probably, you know, if you walked into Trader Joe's, you have seen like ube pancake mix or ube ice cream or whatever and this is a, a type of two bar actually and it's a purple yam from the philippines and it is slightly different from a sweet potato but i think in the u.s yams and potatoes often are kind of like interchangeable in the sense of like what we call them and like how you buy them but i know that like in other cultures like there's definitely a distinct difference of like hey this is a potato this is a yam but really the biggest difference between like an ube and like a purple sweet potato is that like an ube will have a more textured skin versus a sweet potato, which is like a little bit more soft. So there is a chance that you perhaps have been eating an Ube yam versus a general sweet potato. But I was kind of curious of like why like Ube has grown and super popular in the U.S. I honestly just feel like overnight Trader Joe's like pumped out like a million um, like snacks. And I was like, what is going on?
2: Yeah, Trader um, does be like that.
1: Yeah, literally. And so I was like, okay, like I think it's important for like all of us to you know like cultural significance and like where it all came from and everything. So actually like the Philippines, they have been utilizing Ube and like a lot of baked desserts for years, whether that's like cheesecake, et cetera. And so it kind of like grew popularity in the US because it's like, you know, very vibrant color. And like, this is kind of, I feel like, the same time when like people were like obsessed with like the rainbow bagels and stuff um so actually manila social club don't know what that is was one of the first places in new york to actually capitalize on this ingredient by making the ube donut in 2016 and it's just kind of blown up ever since but i definitely think it's just important for like everyone to know like the cultural significance of certain foods because i feel like in america it's like very easy for a lot of just like brands or and you know the case of Trader Joe's to really like capitalize on these like trendy products or not products but like foods or ingredients and like really provide like no historical like education um so yeah the next time you eat an ube potato thank the Philippines or I guess it's a yam thank the people in the Philippines for their incredible
2: potatoes and yams yeah Yeah, we love to see it. I need to pick up some purple sweet potatoes. I've been on like the white Japanese sweet potatoes, like purple on the outside, white on the inside, but I need to diversify my potato consumption, which we will get into in the end of the episode. But to speak about the next thing, which is going to get into like glycemic index and insulin, kind of asking the question, like are russet potatoes bad for you? I feel like there was a push in like it's kind of the same push you see where it's like, don't eat white rice, eat brown rice. Like don't eat potatoes, only eat sweet potatoes. Like all of those weird, like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like those diet, like infographics on Instagram yes. that yes. like make the swap, like don't eat peanut butter, eat PB2. Like, I feel like that was the same toxic thing that was about russet potatoes. So to answer overall, like, no, like potatoes aren't bad for you. Here is why. So potatoes do fall in what is called the high GI category, which is the glycemic index. I'll get into who this impacts and who should care and all that stuff. So glycemic index will impact your insulin, your blood sugar spike. So basically when you eat potatoes or when you just eat anything that's like a carb or a starch your body breaks down the carbs into simple sugars that then move into your bloodstream and that's why it's called a spike in your blood sugar level because that's like actually what is happening in your body the hormone insulin is then released into your blood and that is what helps transport transport these sugars into your cells so that they can be used for energy that's what you like hear about like this food gives you you know food gives you energy that's what it means Potatoes are starchy. And so people assume oftentimes like these are off limits for people with diabetes because those are who has to watch their insulin levels and track that. Um, and actually those with diabetes are just not as effective as At processing the starches overall, it's not that they can't do it; they just can't do it as well as those who don't have diabetes. So instead of sugar moving out of the blood and into your cells, it just remains in your circulation, which keeps the blood sugar levels higher for longer than like the average person. So GI index overall, kind of how we talked about talked about talked about um with like the gut microbiome episode or some shit like that. I feel like we're talking like who needs to care about like I don't know like maybe it was alkaline or maybe it was something like that. I just feel like there's all these like fixations on little stuff like that. Maybe it was bloating or maybe it was like GI issues. You don't need to worry about GI index issues. Like you don't need to like go self-diagnose that you have some sort of health issue. If you have diabetes or have you, you have been diagnosed with insulin issues. Like you should probably be paying attention to the glycemic index of your food. But if you're an average person, like relax chill brother. Um, so foods that have a GI that are greater than like 70 are considered high GI, and there's other foods that are lower, basically. Um, but GI overall isn't going to be the best representation of a food's effect on blood sugar, sugar levels because one, it's not going to take an account of the portion size you're eating and then also the cooking method. So if you're like a high carb Hannah and you're eating 10 potatoes in one sitting, that actually could you know lead to a certain insulin spike because you are consuming so much. The, the better term to look at versus GI index is going to be glycemic load or the GL index. So the way a potato is prepared affects the GI and the GL. That's because the cooking will change the structure of the starches and how fast they are absorbed into your bloodstream. And in general, the longer you cook a potato, the higher the GI is going to be. So let's say you put it in the oven for like 50 minutes versus in the microwave for five. Boiling or baking for long periods tend to increase the GI. And Emma's going to talk about like what cooling potatoes is and like resistant starch in this episode. But this is just to say that you can lower the GI or the GL of of a potato. If you leave the skins on for that extra fiber, you can add vinegar or lemon juice and you also can eat mixed meals. So this is like a method of food combining and not using food combining in like the toxic way that you're thinking. But if you mix meals with a protein and a fat, so like if you they say, I feel like they say this in the health podcast. Like if you dress your potatoes up with a protein or a fat that will slow the digestion of the carbs and this rise in your blood sugar level. So we're going to have the, like one someone from Levels on the podcast in a few weeks, but that's a big thing they always say is like if you're eating any sort of carb, you should always pair it with a fat or a protein and it won't impact your insulin levels and lead to this glucose spike if you are doing so. So that's just a little life hack if you are eating your potatoes so you can have a little peace of mind. Just don't be eating raw potatoes because that will lead to an uh, insulin spike. So that's a little bit of potato. We'll get into the resistant starch and then I we will get into the dessert potato and all the fun stuff.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah. So as Kate mentioned, we're going to talk about resistant starch and we've talked a little bit about this, I think in the last gut microbiome episode and probably a few others. So some of this information might be a little repetitive, but if it's not, then you are in for a treat because I think resistant starch is like very interesting and it's kind of dorky, but it's cool. Um, So essentially resistant starch is a type of prebiotic, but one thing to note that they have a prebiotic effect. So not all prebiotics are going to contain resistant starches. This is because resistant starch is a type of starch molecule, largely found in carbohydrates in this case, potatoes that resist digestion. And so these starch molecules are not absorbed by our body, AKA like hence the name resistant starch. And it actually ends up being eaten by your gut. And this is like through the process of it getting fermented in the colon. And during this process, when it's getting fermented, it actually decreases the pH level within your colon and also then assists the body in increasing its production of short chain fatty acids. And why this is important is that short chain fatty acids, particularly butyrate, is the preferred source of energy for the cells that line the colon. And so resistant starch has really helped to create an environment in which beneficial bacteria thrive through this increase in butyrate and short-chain fatty acids that do not really end up being utilized in the cells within the colon can travel to the bloodstream, liver, or any other part of your body to potentially be utilized and provide other health benefits. And since resistant starch has such strong benefits for the colon There is also like possibility that it could be used to aid various digestive disorders such as Crohn's disease. And there's actually been like a decent amount of research on like the benefits of resistant starch in the gut and how it can play a role in controlling blood glucose levels like Kate mentioned. And it actually showed some studies have shown that a 33 to like a 50% improvement roughly in insulin sensitivity after four weeks of consuming about 15 to 30 grams per day of like resistant starch And so, yeah, resistant starch, again, like, I think it's just like very cool that you can like heat up a potato, increase its resistant starch and basically like reap additional benefits already from like all the current health benefits that come from the potato. And like I said, how you're able to increase this resistant starch is by the way that you prepare your starch. So it's going to be through cooking and then cooling the starches. So potatoes and rice. And doing this can increase it by about 2 to 3%. And there's different classifications, actually, of resistant starches. I don't know why there's classifications for these. I don't know the purpose, but we're going to read them through in case you're mm-hmm. curious. So the first one is RS1. And these are starchy foods that are coated with seeds or germs. So think about, like, unprocessed whole grains, your legumes, soybeans, seeds, lentils. RS2 are naturally resistant starchy foods. So your uncooked potatoes, RS3 is retrograded starch. So this is going to be the starchy foods that have been cooked and then cooled, which increases its resistant starch content, potatoes or rice. And then there's RS4, which are starchy foods that manufacturers have chemically modified so that they are resistant to digestion. So this will result in a lot of products that use food additives derived from like corn, potatoes or rice. And then RS5, which is, a new category and manufacturers create these resistant starches through a process that involves heating and cooling starchy foods with particular lipids. such so as like fats and waxes. And if I'm pretty sure, I think you can buy like potato starch or like maybe even resistant starch, like in bulk. I don't know what you would do with that. And like what that would do to your body if you like take a little spoonful, but I mean, it technically is like a form of like sort of fiber or like obviously prebiotic. so I'm sure there's like some way you can like find it on the internet um so you can do researching on that but yeah so this is kind of like what makes potatoes and starches so unique is really just from this particular type of prebiotic that exists in them
2: yeah I definitely have seen like tubs of resistant starch like at like geriatric health stores but yeah. as you were saying don't know what you would do don't know if it's like a psyllium husk moment where you yeah like, I don't know either it. yeah but it is interesting like I was talking about you know as one would be um well two things one as I was uh sitting in Tompkins Square Park and a man of my past approached me he goes what are you doing right now or he's like hey Kate what's up what are you doing and I was like oh I'm researching potatoes (laughs) and then secondly as I was walking home through the east village I ran into a friend and of course classically we just started talking about psyllium husk and I mentioned that when I was in Los Angeles and I went to Erewhon the famous raw cinnamon roll like uses psyllium husk because one of the girls was talking like I need to get more fiber in my diet but I think psyllium husks are like gross to drink with water and I was like maybe you could bake like sometimes when I like make oatmeal I'll like sprinkle on some psyllium husks but maybe that's what people do with resistant starch like just sneak it in food in some odd way yeah maybe
1: like in a smoothie type situation perhaps I like can't imagine mixing it in water because yeah I don't like drinking psyllium husk either I think I tried it once and I was like this is yeah. like vomit
2: yeah, it's for the old. It's for the old people because I don't really get that. Um, but to get into our the, f- the fun peppy section of this ep, which is talking about potato varieties. So if you don't know what the dessert potato is, you're about to find out. We did do a whole episode. I think it's episode six, like attack of the dessert potato or something where Emma and I truly just ate dessert potatoes. Like that was the episode. <laughs> so you could go listen to that. Uh, that was winter of 2020. Um, I don't know. really wow. remember what we said in that episode, but we probably introduced like how we thought of it. I feel Like we just one day one of us threw a nut butter on a potato and we're like, Wow, this is good, and then started adding toppings, and then we were like, Oh, it's kind of like a a potato, but we're making it a dessert because we're adding sweet things to it. So that's how it started, to my knowledge.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think we initially called it zert potato z-e-r-t, but god, I hate us (laughs) potato, yeah, me too. And yeah, there's been lots of different stages with the dessert potato. I actually distinctly remember when I was an intern like in college still, you know, I would get home probably around like 637. I would be exhausted. I didn't want to like make a meal like or anything extravagant. So what I would do literally for like dinner, I suppose is like, isn't even healthy because it's like not much variety, but it would always be a baked or a Japanese potato that I would chuck into the microwave. And then I would put like chocolate chips almond butter, frozen cherries, and black star molasses. And that was like what I ate after getting home from like interning all day. And, you know, I think everyone always has their like sad meal moment in college. And I wouldn't deem this a sad meal, but it definitely was like, you know, probably not like the best option for me to eat, um, as like a dinner, but you know, it got the job done and it was filling and it
2: was good to be fair. I think you could make worse Uh, mistakes than like doing a potato moment. Yeah, I think my potato origins were was the same. I was like cubing my potatoes and putting them in a salad but then one time I had the taste of a sweet potato and then I said, wow, this is going to be my dessert before I go to bed. Um, I started off with you know your traditional nut butter but then I started getting into the I just remember how much money I used to spend on like toppings like in my pantry at one point I would have cashew butter I would have cacao nibs I would have like chia seed jam and so I would always make like an effort to put like new fucking stupid toppings on my dessert potato I've kind of fallen off the dessert potato recently but I did have one today and I was gonna put cottage cheese on it and then I was like this is fucking vile I am not doing that so I just did a good almond butter I did some cancerous chocolate chips and I did and cancerous I'm saying if you don't know that joke as well uh, we say cancerous chocolate chips because the ones that I bought have artificial sweetener I don't think it's one of the cancerous artificial sweeteners it's monk fruit but it's just kind of funny it's funny to say okay those are the chocolate chips that I found at Whole Foods by Lakanto or whatever the heck that brand is the red bag um so I did the chocolate chips I like mushed some maca powder into it like into the potato like while it was like hot but I did, as we mentioned in this episode, put it in the freezer. So you chuck it in the microphone, Mike, in the microphone, you chuck it in the microwave like it's a football, then you chuck it in the freezer like it's a football, then you take it out and then you assemble your dessert potato if you want to get that resistant starch education in there too. Yeah.
1: My issue is that I'm not obsessed with the taste of like cold potatoes, but I guess you can like reheat it and you still reap the benefits. But well, here's what I've noticed. Cold potato. I'm like, I just, this is not, it's
2: like a lot of like mush. Here's what I've noticed. You have to... like for me today, it was like a, it was like a Luke cold potato. It was not that cold. One time I froze it for like an hour and it was like the potato popsicle, which was like a TikTok trend, like last summer or something like yeah, that. I remember That That was a vibe. That was a vibe and a half. Um, I haven't made chia seed jam in a while, but that's kind of sounding good. Um, we were in our like mama chia abundance phase for a bit with all those chia seed squeezers. And I was like, I don't want to see another chia seed. Um, so I could see a resurgence there. Now, another subject someone asked for a savory potato. I'm just going to say next to this because of the high carb days where I was putting the cashew fiesta dip from Trader Joe's onto a russet potato and being like, this is delicious. That is a cursed nightmare.
1: Don't do that. I eat savory like potatoes in a more savory way now more than I probably do in a sweet way. But my go-to was always just like a baked hannah japanese potato with ghee or butter and just like a little bit of black pepper and nutritional yeast that like is so simple but so delicious i also like it with like miso tahini being, yeah. like a little drizzle situation but yeah i feel like i can never do some sort of cheese situation like kate said because of ptsd with like the cashew f- cashew fiesta or like i'm we'd always dip them in just hummus
2: or yeah or in if you're a true mustard. vegan like or, like, the, the, the taste profile, like, I think I've made memes about this, but just, like, the very distinct taste of a potato with nutritional yeast sriracha and lettuce like that is like so sad and done that and I don't think I could ever go back but I do love ghee on a potato that's a good one I totally forgot about the ghee combination now someone also asked I love that y'all have picked up also the amount of you guys that have requested the food twitter I'm really sorry I don't wait I want to give a a shout out was it Marnie who like put in her bio she's like please Kate and Emma let me follow the twitter yeah that was hilarious I was like sorry queen this is just like private jokes um we I don't think we've even posted since last episode like just the Morgansterns whatever. Yeah. Um but uh cursed potatoes. Someone asked in Geneva, "Can you sh- cursed potatoes?" And I'm like, "I love you guys are on our dictum of using the word curse to describe food moments." Well, now. I would say probably easily
1: some people would probably consider this cursed. Us Your putting blue ice cream on the potatoes.
2: Oh, yeah, that was I mean that was honestly in that Seamus Crowley's movie when we did like the moon juice like strawberry yeah, ice. Yeah. But cream. I remember we did it in your old apartment, we did it at like Van
1: Lewin. This was the first time we did it, and it was like we goofy. our minds
2: were like blown. So this is goofy. So my old apartment was in the West Village. It was like two blocks off from a Van Lewin. Emma and I were gonna make dessert potatoes, and we're like, wait, fuck it, let's go to Van. No, we were gonna go to Van Lewin, and we are such Emma and I are so particular in the exact same way about desserts. So Van Lewin is an ice cream place here. You can get cookies, but like. Emma and I want like a brownie. I want something filling with my ice cream, right? A cookie wasn't cutting it. So we were going to go to Van Leeuwen and we knew we'd be disappointed because we're not normal people that can just enjoy like ice cream, I guess. So we were like, fuck, let's make potatoes at my apartment. Run on the street, go get some Van Luen. And, and we ran. Come- like we we actually were running. <laughs> Bro, that was the funniest day of our life. I wish we took a video because we were giggling. We were giggling, running by stone. I haven't, I haven't giggled that street. hard ever since. <laughs> I haven't giggled. But dude, I just remember like making that quarter. We were like, oh my God, like I'm on top of the world. So we girls, we went and got two scoops of Van Leeuwen each. Went back to my apartment. The potatoes were waiting for us. And then we just like put the random flavors on top of a potato. It was so good. I just wonder if people are listening and just think we need to be like locked up. Like what? Like, are you guys like, do you guys do this? Like, let me know. I see occasionally in Geneva, some dessert potatoes, but I just feel like, I don't know if the you level guys, level would... that we do. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned you doxed yourself last week and said you put the blue booty, bo- the blue booty, blue beauty, moon juice protein on the, on the potato. Yeah. I, I feel like I've done it all. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think other
1: cursed potatoes. God, I don't even know. Um, I feel like there's probably a moment in time when we were eating like TVP and we probably like put that on the potato with like siete cheese and like romaine lettuce.
2: God, not the TVP. If you don't know what that is. It is you don't a- want to know what that is. Textured vegetable protein. If you're vegan and you eat fake meats, oftentimes that's like what they will put into stuff. If you used to watch Andrew Lowe on, Andrew Lowe on YouTube, he would often use like TVP to make like seitan or make tofurkey from scratch. But if you have no skill, you can go and buy a Bob's Red Mill bag of TVP De- undehydrate or wait un-dehy- dehydrate it? No make it hydrate it hydrate it you take a like a fourth cup of tvp this dried like dog food put it with hot water and it expands and then it's like some meat it's literally just gluten that's what it is yeah it's like
1: little meat clusters and you can drizzle it with coconut aminos or whatever and call it a
2: day but you're you're supposed to make it into like seitan you're supposed to make it into stuff but you also can just eat it like a freak like emma and i did because we were just like whatever protein i'm vegan blah um, so yeah, if that made it on a potato, that's probably the, the weirdest one, I have to say. I'm sure between one of us, that happened for sure. Here's one thing, though. I keep, now that we're in our meat and dairy era, I keep seeing bacon at grocery stores and I don't buy it. I'm like, whatever. I just keep forgetting that I it's an option. What if there was a potato with bacon and peanut butter? Oh, like the... Is that like an it? Elvis.
1: It's the Elvis sandwich. But I'm, banana. I would, I, I would eat it. <laughs> I know. I but have like, with, chi- like jam
2: with like chia jam, maybe? No, I, here's what I'm thinking. Okay. Japanese sweet potato, purple outside, white on the inside. Correct. Mm, whatever. Get that. uh maybe, Then you will maybe. get. Ban- okay. Go. You go. Keep <laughs> I was like, what are we stop- Banana slices,
1: peanut butter, bacon. And then a drizzle of like honey or like maple syrup.
2: Yeah. That would yeah. be so good. So I'm doing that tomorrow. Um, I'll post on my Instagram story and everyone will unfollow me because they'll be like, what are you doing? I'm honestly inspired. I
1: have two Japanese potatoes that I bought from Trader Joe's from that fucking massive ass sack that they sell. Yeah. And they are like itty bitty. And I have not touched them in weeks. I need to just like throw them away or something, but I need to just buy also what we used to call potatoes, steroid potatoes. So Kate and I have like a scale. So Kate and I are very also particular about like the shape of the potato. Yeah, this. Has a lot to do with you know how you it can hold toppings. It's a vessel. Yeah, hold your topping. Yeah. So steroid potatoes are like I think we got this actually from a Melissa Broder episode. If anyone ever
2: listened oh. to what's her podcast? Um, uh, Eat in my, car. In my car. Wait. Also, proceed reference. what? Well, I was gonna say like Emma because you and I off pod have talked about how there's no good podcast. Like glowing up with Caroline and Esther mm-hmm. doesn't exist anymore. Like Eyewitness Beauty doesn't exist anymore. And I totally forgot about Melissa Broder. I like. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know if she does podcasts much anymore. She's definitely infrequent because I know like her dad died and everything, but that is, okay. If anyone, I mean, trigger warning, she talks a lot about like calorie counting and her eating disorder past and everything, but yeah if you really like kind of like self-deprecating humors and just like people who are like very dry, if you basically like Kate and I's humor, you would maybe like Melissa Broder's podcast, but you could like listen like at episode one right now. And like, it would be fine. Cause there's not really any like cultural relevancy to any for episodes. And it's just like, yeah, there's like no order in her car.
2: Um, maybe I need to binge listen to that. Maybe See, that'll, but connect it back to steroid potato. Cause she coined that term.
1: Yes, yeah, She coined the term steroid potato and because basically she was yeah she coined the term and I was like lol this is like I relate to this so hard and so yeah basically any potato that is like so fucking massive that like it's just absurd that's a steroid potato well she
2: would just talk about how potatoes are such a comfort food but she wants Mm -hmm. to find one that's like the biggest steroid potato ever that she would eat in her car yeah um she yeah she's like funny but also like yeah once again proceed with caution if like you don't want to listen to someone who like talks openly about like eating struggles and shit like that but wow what a miss her i hope she's doing well what a like what an inspo for uh, not an inspo but like definitely a podcast that we listened to and had enjoyed the humor of it so rest in peace to our legends um that's the potatoes um i don't I, I keep thinking about making memes about like dessert potatoes and shit and I feel like I made one at some point that was like my parents at age 20 and then me at age 20 like about potatoes but they always kind of flop I just feel like we have a lot of people on the meme page that don't listen to the pod and like they don't get it so it's like yeah we also just haven't been talking about dessert potatoes as much I feel like they were
1: such a bigger part of our lives but I think we've just have grown on to bro we sound wait
2: let's just take a moment Sunday so night New York City and we're like you just goes. Potatoes were such a part of our life. <laughs> okay. Also, I want to let everyone know. Like, he and I were really struggling, struggling
1: figuring out podcast episodes for this week, and like we, our brains were oh God. dry, dry to the bone. Well, we and were I was texting. Like, we were texting. Yeah, and, I and I was like, like yeah. And I was like, bro, do you have any idea what we should do? Well, and I was like, what, 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 a- did you, what did you even say as like an episode suggestion?
2: Well, no, we were going back and forth. I was like, you were like, oh, let's do one about caffeine. I was like, we already have. I was like, oh, let's do one about electrolytes. Wait, we already have. Oh, let's do one about grains. Wait, we already have. And so. I was like fuck what can we do that is like not so general broad like I mentioned that in the 100th episode I wish we would have done more narrow episodes from the beginning um and I was like dude we did one about eggs we can do one about potatoes that has more significance to like the CMOS release community so that's how we came across the potato one I don't know um once again we ask for podcast suggestions and so let us know I think next week we're going to do another uh like rundown of what's trendy and happening because last time we did it was like the Kardashian like Lemmy supplement yeah. thing. So you'll get another trend analysis from us uh next week. But we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Emma, pleasure to pot with you as always. Mm-hmm. I hope whoever's
1: listening, I hope you guys are eating a potato or eat a potato after listening to this episode. I hope we inspire you to have a dessert potato.
2: Yeah. Send some potato pics in Geneva. Um and Emma and I will do the same. I'm gonna be making a dessert potato every day this week um and i will send you updates about what we do i went to um i went to duels today it's a uh specialty store a health specialty store in the east village and I forgot that they have so many adaptogens there and they're like tiny like one ounce sacks and I just feel like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go and get like a new adaptogen like every three days yeah
1: treat yourself to little adaptogens
2: so I think oh we didn't talk about an athletic potato I think you could just put protein powder on a potato like that's funny come on I could do that but how about we do like a I could do like a, a meme about like I don't know. I'm going to put ashwagandha on my potato. That's basically the premise of what I'm getting at. Hormone balancing potato. (laughs) We're just thinking of content. Anyways, thanks for listening to CMOS Girlies. You know where to find Emma and I. You know where to find your fellow friends on Geneva. And we will be in touch next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Toodaloo.